Welcome to the New Christian Podcast, where new Christians and seasoned Christians can get their questions answered. My name is Pastor Jim, and I'll be your host for this podcast. We'll be discussing a lot of different topics, such as how to read your Bible, uh, what it means to be a Christian in the world today, how do we live out our faith, and many other topics. Come and join us as we begin our episode. Hey, welcome and thank you for listening to the New Christian Podcast. I am so grateful that you have subscribed and that you are listening to this podcast. Please leave a comment on my social media so that I can see where you're listening from. You can reach me on my social media at facebook.com forward slash Preacher Jim C. And on my YouTube channel, also called Preacher Jim C. There you can see videos of sermons and Ask the Pastor and questions that uh, I have answered and will be answering on my video podcast. So let's dive right in as we look at these uh, next topics. The way you can subscribe to this podcast is by going to the podcast platform that you typically use, whether that be Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or Spotify, and search my name, James Chambers. There you're going to see the new Christian podcast. Click that subscribe button and you'll receive weekly updates from this podcast that comes out every Saturday morning. Today's podcast, we're going to be returning to our series and episodes on prayer. Now, these next two episodes will be the last two episodes in this series. After episode 20, which will be next week, uh, we will be uh, moving to season five. And we'll be spending some time looking at the doctrines of Christian faith. What are the doctrines? God, who is God, Uh, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Uh, These fundamental doctrines of the Christian faith, we'll be looking at all of those. But this week, we're going to look at prayer for uh, our spouse and our children. So let's take a look. The first one we're going to look at is prayer for our spouse. And we're going to find this in uh, the book of 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. Let's read. Wives, in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over with words by the behavior of their wives. When they see the purity and reverence of your lives, your beauty should not come from outward adornment, such as elaborate hairstyles and wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. Rather, it should be that of your inner inner self and unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. For this is the way the holy woman of the past who put their hope in God used to adorn themselves. They submitted themselves to their own husbands, like Sarah, who obeyed Abraham and called him Lord. You are her daughters if you do what is right and do not give way to fear. Husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives. 
and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. Key to that. Suffer, uh, next section, verse eight. Finally, all of you be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing for whomever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. Verse 12. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and the ears are attentive to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. You know, the lives of, of families today are often busy to a point of being nearly frantic, right? Husbands and wives are working, maintaining a house, caring for children or aged relatives, exercising, pursuing further education, and trying to squeeze in an occasional dinner together, right? This is a busy life. Sadly, the discipline of prayer may creep to the bottom of the list, right? Or slide off completely entirely. Uh, though the specific activities may have been different in the first century that we, that we read the story here, no doubt early Christians struggled to focus on righteousness as much as modern believers do. Uh, Peter's instructions in today's passage return our scattered energies to the marital priorities of greatest importance, right? Mutual love, humility, and prayer. Wives are to submit their, to their husbands. Husbands are to be considered respectful to their wives. And all believers are to, characterize, are to be characterized by compassion and sympathy. As Peter would later summarize in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, when he says, All of you clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. Or we see in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, Paul saying, This, of course, is the way of our Lord, who was rich and yet became poor. And in Philippians chapter 2, verse 7, Paul says, Who made himself nothing. And in John chapter 13, verses 1 through 17, uh, we see the story of who washed the feet, even of those who would later deny and betray Christ. One way we express our humility is in prayer. In verse 7 of our text in Peter, Peter warns husbands that if they do not act with Christ-like humility and love towards their wives, their prayers will be hindered. Bringing a spouse before the throne of God is an act of love for them and a testimony of our mutual need of the Lord's help. Prayer should be 
as central to our marriage and being married uh, in life together as anything we do other than that. As a theologian, a gentleman by the name of Robert uh, Langton uh, once commented saying, quote, Peter supposes in Christians the, necess the necessary and frequent use of this takes it to a, gr uh, a granted or takes it for granted that the heirs of life cannot live without prayer, right? So we cannot, as a married couple, live without prayer. So what does this look like for us as a spouse and a husband or a spouse and a wife, right? If you are married, take the time today to pray for your spouse. Ask the Lord to help you grow in humility and in love in your relationship. If you aren't married, pray that God will strengthen the marriages and families in your church, your community, and across our nation. And seek the Spirit's strength in your own relationships as you express His love to others. So what does this look like for us to pray for our children? In Matthew chapter 19, verses 13 through 30, we see this story of Jesus addressing the little children. We, let's read Matthew chapter 19, verse 13 through 30. Verse 13. Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he had placed his hands on them, he went on from there. Verse 16. Just then, a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to, it, to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good, Jesus replied. There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones? He inquired. Jesus replied, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, and you shall not steal, you shall not uh, give false testimony, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. All these I have kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give it to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven. Then come and follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Then Jesus said to his disciples, truly, I say to you, it has it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with man, it is this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Peter answered him, We have left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? 
Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judge, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, or brothers or sisters, or fathers or mothers or wives, or children or fields, for my sake, will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. The, Acad the Academy, American Academy of Pediatrics, um, as we're talking really about children here, uh, recommends that each child visits the doctor for a well-child exam, right? We all kind of know this if we've we've got children, 11 times before the age of three and once a year thereafter. In those 27 childhood checkups, the pediatrician will administer immunizations, give recommendations for uh, the children's nutrition and safety and monitor, monitor growth and development, right? Whether the little one uh, appears ill or not, the doctor will do everything possible to ensure appropriate physical well-being. But in today's passage, concerned parents bring their children to another kind of doctor, the great physician, Jesus Christ. When we read this story in the Bible, sometimes in our minds we, we have this thought of a uh, serene scene in a storybook, right? Uh, we imagine happy moms and dads posing uh, their babies for a celebratory photo with Jesus, right? Uh, the text doesn't tell us that these children were sick in any way. So we might think the parents were simply requesting a nice ritual. But that's not so. While some parents brought their children to Jesus for prayer, many did not. And the ones who did faced the hostility of the disciples who believed that Christ should not be bothered by healthy little kids. But these parents were just as determined as the friends of the paralytic who uh, cl uh, clawed their way through the roof in Luke chapter 5 verse 17 and verse 17 through 26, or the father of the demon-possessed son who begged Jesus to heal him in Luke chapter 9, verses 37 through 43. Following their example, we must be tireless in our efforts uh, to place our children before Jesus. We know that he is the only one who can make them spiritually well, and so we intercede for them against all obstacles. For his part, Jesus welcomed the little children. He was delighted to place his hands on them and intercede for their young lives. So what parents and grandparents or aunts or uncles would not want the same for the children they love, right? So the question becomes, who are the children in your life? Do you have children or grandchildren? Do you participate in the life's, life of the church's children by teaching Sunday school or greeting them as they pass 
pass your pew. Jesus welcomes, loves, and intercedes for the weakest and the youngest members of his body. We too bring children to Christ by prayer. As I close, I want to address the question that I often get uh, about do all children, if they die, go to heaven? The short answer is yes. And let me explain. Uh, there is a website by the name of gotquestions.com, a fabulous website, and I'll put the link in the description of this uh, podcast notes so that you can go search more about how uh, scripture relates to children and questions that you may have. Uh, it tells us that the concept of the age of accountability uh, is that children are not held accountable by God for their sins until they reach a certain age where they kind of understand their sinful nature that is born into them, right? is kind of that, uh, when they comprehend it mentally, right? And that if a child dies before reaching the age, quote, of accountability, which uh, I want to tell you the age of accountability is not specifically uh, addressed specifically in Scripture, but the concept of, uh, of this kind of relates uh, to our discussion today that children will, by the grace and mercy of God, be granted entrance into heaven, is the concept of the age of accountability biblical? And that becomes our second question. Is there such a thing as an age of innocence? Frequently lost in the discussion regarding the age of accountability is the fact that children, no matter how young or in, or young are not innocent in the sense of being sinless, right? And that's what, I'm, that's what I mean by that. The Bible tells us that even if an infant or a child has not committed personal sin, all people, including infants and children, are guilty before God because of inherited and imputed sin. Inherited sin is that which is passed on from your parents. In Psalm chapter 51, verse 5, David wrote, Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time of my mother conceived me. David recognized that even at conception he was a sinner. And the very sad fact that infants sometimes do die demonstrates that even infants are impacted by Adam's sin. Since physical and spiritual death were the result of Adam's original sin, each person, infant or adult, stands guilty before God. Each person has offended and the holiness of God. The only way God can be just and at the same time declare a person righteous is for that person to have received forgiveness by faith in Christ. Christ is the only way to heaven, my friends. In John chapter 14, verse 6, it records what Jesus said in that chapter and verse. It says, quote, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And also Peter states in Acts chapter 4, verse 12, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to man by which we must be saved. Salvation is an individual choice. So what about babies and young children who never obtain the ability to make this individual choice? 
The age of accountability is the concept that those who die before reaching the age of accountability are automatically saved by God's grace and mercy. The age of accountability is the belief that God saves all those who die, who die never having possessed the ability to make a decision for or against Christ. One verse that makes that may speak to this issue is Romans chapter 1 verse 20 which says since the creation of the world God's inevitable invisible qualities uh, let me say that again since the creation of the world God's invisible qualities has e his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what has been made so that people with, are without excuse. According to this, mankind's guilt before God is based in part on the fact that people reject what they can clearly see of God's existence, eternality, and power. This leads us to the question of children who have no faculty of clearly seeing or reasoning about God. Wouldn't their natural incapacity uh, to observe the reason provided them with an excuse? I would think so. I would say yes. Just as a person with a mental disability that should not, that could not make a rational decision to follow Christ because of that disability. Uh, I'll put the link to this uh, description down in the comments. So I want to encourage you to pray for your spouse, to pray for your loved ones, to pray for your husbands and your wives, and to pray for your children and grandchildren uh, as we look to Christ to guide our hearts and our minds. I want to thank you so much for joining me on the New Christian Podcast. I look forward to bringing you a new episode each week. Have a blessed week. I want to thank you for joining me on the New Christian Podcast today. And if you have any questions or would like help with anything, uh, feel free to contact me on my anchor.fm uh, dashboard, uh, my Facebook and Twitter. Uh, links, links are there. And you can also reach me if you uh, are on YouTube and you search Preacher Jim C., my YouTube channel will come up and you can message me there. Uh, and I want to thank you for joining us and have a blessed day.